0: Turn your Bible to Hebrews 11. Very briefly tonight, we want to look at some illustrations of faith. We're studying the chapter 11 of Hebrews. Last Sunday night, we talked about the definition of faith and began with one or two of the illustrations of faith. This outline of the book, uh, of the chapter, number one, the definition of faith, number two, the illustrations of faith, number three, the price of faith, And number four, the reward of faith. We talked about Abel and Enoch last week. Just briefly, let me remind us about Enoch. Enoch, by faith, was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And then the author of Hebrews says, and without faith, It is impossible to please God. He connects that with Enoch. He said Enoch walked with God, and someone has said Enoch walked so thoroughly with God and so close to God that one day as they walked together, God said, Enoch, you're closer to my house than to your house. Come on home with me. Enoch just walked on to heaven. We don't understand all that. One day we'll understand it better. But by faith he did all that. Then we come in verse 7. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. If you think of Noah for a few minutes, you'll think of an older man who preached 120 years and said there's going to be a judgment and it's going to be a flood. Nobody had ever heard of a flood. It had never rained on the earth. They had no concept of what that meant. But Noah said, God told me he's going to do it, and he's going to do it. You see, Noah was a man of faith. Now, when we set our minds to do things by faith, God rewards that. For example, those of you in this room tonight who are saved are saved by faith. You put your faith solidly on the promise of God. Whosoever believeth in him is not condemned. He that believeth not is condemned already. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, not go to hell, not be destroyed, but shall have everlasting life, eternal life. As Moses lifted up the serpent of the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. All those wonderful promises. You have laid hold of that promise and believed it, and you're on your way to heaven. And somebody may say, well, how do you know you're on your way to heaven? How would you answer that? By faith. Just by faith. It's not necessarily feeling. Are there days when you don't feel like you're on your way to heaven? There are days so dark that I seek in vain for the face of my friend divine. There are days like that. But that doesn't mean we're not on our way to heaven on those days. It means that faith sometimes fails a little bit. Sometimes it gets a little bit dull. But that same faith that you placed in Jesus when you gave your heart to him is the faith that will guide you on home. By faith, Noah preached for 120 years, and they all made fun of him. They laughed at him. That's said, well, you old duddy-duddy, my land, you've been preaching that. My, my grandfather heard you preach that. My great-grandfather heard you preach that. You've been saying that all these years, and nothing's happened. That's what they say about those who believe in the second coming of Christ. Why, you all been preaching that for all these years, 2,000 years, you've been saying Jesus is coming. He hasn't come yet, but I want to tell you, he's coming. How do you know? Because the word of God says it, and I believe it. Now, whether I believe it or not, that settles it. If God says it, that settles it. But faith takes hold of that promise and says, I'm going to get in on it. I'm going to trust my Christ as my personal Savior and Lord, and I'm going to believe what he says. And so Noah believed God, He built that ark, and at the appointed time, God sent the flood. He sent little raindrops at first. And then the fountains of the deep broke up. And then the water came up. And Noah and his family got in the ark. The same water that buoyed that ark up destroyed those who were not in the ark. And in Peter we read, The like figure, even baptism doth also now save us. If you read that carefully... You understand that it's not the water that saved them. The ark was the like figure. The like figure is Christ. Christ is the one that saves us. And when we're in Christ, we're in the ark of safety. There's an old Negro spiritual that says the old ark is a moving, moving, and moving. The old ark's a moving, and I'm going home. Well, if you're in the ark, you're on your way home. And it's by faith that you're in that ark because you got in it by faith. Then he goes on to talk about Abraham. In verse 8, he says, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Notice how carefully the word faith and obedience are mixed. You can't have one without the other. During the kids' crusade, Brother Ed taught us, O-B-E-D-I-N-C-E, the best way to illustrate faith is obey. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust him and obey. And so he obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. You foolish man. You mean you didn't count the cost? You didn't know where you were going? You had no idea where you were? You just took off and went? Yes, sir, that's what I did, Abraham said. I did it because God said to do it. Have you ever done that? Have you ever just walked out by faith because God impressed your heart? You ought to do it. Now I want to tell you something about our church. This church is always operated by faith. We've never, never had the money to do what we've done. Never. Not one time, ever. But our committees meet and pray. This last building committee, our planning committee, met for 25 years. And then they brought a recommendation to the church, and the church adopted it, voted to buy that property. And then 10 years later, the church voted to build a building. Now, that's all by faith. We don't have that money in advance. I wish we did. It would be wonderful if we had in the bank all the money we'll need to pay for that building, but we don't have it. By faith, we believe God has led us, and by faith, I believe you're going to pay for it. (laughs) Everyone in this room going to sacrificially give and give and give. You say, well, I don't have much to give. Give what the Lord has prospered you with. Do what God says. Give him the tenth and then an offering above that. You see if God doesn't bless you. See, tithing is a faith practice. You can never logically figure it out. You list all your bills and this and this and this and this and this and this. and this. And after a while, your bills are more than your income. I won't ask for a show of hands, but <laughs> you face that a lot of times. But what you need to do is put the tithe at the first. Put the tithe there and then your bills. And you know what God's gonna do? I don't know how he does it, but he'll figure out a way to help you get everything paid. He'll do it, because God said he would. Then give him an offering. A tribute of love over and above that. That's what Abraham was doing. He said, Lord, I'm going to trust you. You told me to get up and go, and I'm going to get up and go. So he did it. Well, the faith gets more staggering as we go along. Look at verse 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithfully and promised. Anybody remember how old Sarah was? She was in her 90s. And you talk about faith. It took faith. And God blessed. Now they had faith failure before that. They wanted a baby for years. They didn't have one. So Sarah had faith failure and said, uh, Abraham, you take Hagar and have a child by her. and We'll call it our child. But when the child came, Sarah couldn't take that. And uh, when Sarah came with child, Ishmael began to make fun of as of, of the little baby that was in the womb and Sarah said to Abraham you must get rid of this we can't take that and you know ever since then the Ishmaelites have been making fun of the Isaacites the Isaacites are the Jews the Ishmaelites are the Arabs and they've been fighting ever since and they're still fighting and frankly there won't be any peace over there the United Nations can say it we can have a roadmap map to peace and all that but there's still anger in their hearts There will not be any peace until the Prince of Peace comes. There will be wars and rumors of wars. Jesus said that. Don't be alarmed at it. Don't be shocked at it. Just remember that's the way it's going to be. But let's do what we can to keep down the the shooting wars as long as we can. But I'm sorry to say there will be some. But Sarah, by faith, conceived and God gave her a baby when she was in her 90s. You imagine such a thing? And Abraham was older than that. That's the victory of faith. These are illustrations of faith. They ought to strengthen our own hearts. Now look at verse 12, "Therefore sprang even there one of whom, and him as good as dead, so many of the stars of the sky and the multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Let me go a little bit further. Look at verses 20 and 21. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped leaning upon the top of his staff. Verse 22, by faith Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel, gave commandment concerning his bones. Did you know that there was a casket? The book of Genesis ends with a coffin in Egypt. And that coffin in Egypt remained there for 400 years with the bones of Joseph in it. And that was a symbol of Joseph's faith because Joseph said, there's coming a day when God will visit us and he'll lead our children out of the the bondage into the promised land. And God did it. God did it. Oh, listen. Whatever God says, he'll do. The promises are yea and yea and amen. And God will keep his promise. Is there some promise you're standing on tonight? Standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages let his praises ring. Glory to in the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. What promise are you standing on tonight? Find some in the Bible. There are many, 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 many promises. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. My grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. God promises, just stand on him, believe him and watch him do it. Let's stand and have prayer. (laughs) Our Father, we thank you for these beautiful promises from the Word of God. How precious is the Word of God to our hearts because you said it and that settles it. Help us to get in on it and believe you. We pray if there's one person here tonight who has a doubt or who has a question or is facing some decision that's difficult to make, Or has a prayer request that he feels like has not been answered. Or he's facing some real difficult thing in his life and doesn't know how to handle it. Dear God, help us to take it all to Jesus and believe you and trust you and go on our way rejoicing. Pray if there's one person within the sound of our voice who is not saved, that one will come and trust Christ as Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and turn to page 355. I think that's the number of it. Have thine own way is what we want. So you find it, Brian, for us and tell us the right number. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will while I am waiting. yielding and still. What page is it? 155. Page 155. All right, 155. So we're going to sing that as we sing it let the lord speak to your heart whatever it may mean maybe a prayer request maybe you need to come and just kneel at the altar kneel at the cross christ will meet you there come while he waits for you if you're not sure you're saved please don't leave without christ tonight if you're a member of some of the church and god wants you at glendale you ought to come tonight and make that decision Do what God tells you to do. Why are we saying?